a brand new promoter right here on Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. I am the DSP Lee Walker and as you heard we have former WWE writer, our host, Rob Hockman. Rob, how you doing today, my man? I am great. It's been a long week. I'm finally back and rested after we had one phenomenal time in Albany. Um, and, and as I said in the show open, newest promoter, Lee Walker, for Perched on the Top Rope. How the heck did it feel to pop your cherry, if you will, in Albany? Of all places to do it. And believe me, we've seen the crowd. Wow. You know, Albany is notorious because... A lot of wrestling history happened, but one of my favorite moments, the famous Stone Cold Steve Austin, Rock, Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon beer bath actually happened in Albany, New York. And um, Rob, as you know, we brought in Ultimo Dragon, very rare appearance, by the way, as he lives in Japan and former manager of his Sonny Ono fans. There's a lot of work that goes into the promoting side, which I, I never thought in a million years would ever happen. Um, we have Rob Hockman to thank for all of this, by the way. So don't give me any credit. Go to Rob. Thank him. He's the one who did this. Um, it was really fun. Um, all the fans that, that came to see Ultimo Dragon and Sonny Ono and, and fans buying his mask and uh, they had wcw promo photos like the original promos for those who don't know sonny ono likes to hold on to a lot of things and he had a lot of his old promo photos he had a lot of uh, wrestling cards from wcw and there was other talents there like kevin nash uh jeff jarrett brian clark you know who was wrath and brian clark as part of chronic and he actually went around getting all his cards signed so you you know he's a fan himself which was really cool to see and the thing about these conventions that I really love the most, it isn't, it, it's the fan interaction with the wrestlers, but it's seeing the wrestlers interact amongst themselves. Um, it's almost like a high school reunion esque type feeling. These are guys who might not have seen some of their friends in a long time. And to me, the best story out of that night was actually when man mountain rock came up to Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. And he came up and he goes, you know, I'd been staring from across the room from the tables and and, uh, Kalisto was advertised to be at this show and wasn't. (laughs) So he originally thought it was Kalisto. And then he actually came up to the table in Man Mountain Rock from WWF, who was also known as Max Payne. Uh, that's when he realized it was, it was Ultimo Dragon and he went absolutely crazy. And it was uh, really cool to actually hear Man Mountain Rock speak in Japanese, which was, which was interesting. Um, fans, we do have photos. We have 8x10 signed by Ultimo Dragon and Sonny Ono for $35. We have uh, signed 11x14 of Ultimo Dragon with the J Crown all the championship belts, which includes the WWF light heavyweight championship in the photo, as it was part of the J crown. We have those photos for $40. And I believe we also have that same, as an uh, eight by eight, ten. the eight by 10 is an eight by 10 for $35. Also, if you want to get a hold of us fans to purchase one of those photos, we will ship worldwide as we know that we have fans listening in Ireland, Canada, Malaysia, India, Ireland, we thank you. We thank you for getting us in the top 250 on Chartable in Canada. We thank you for getting us in the top 250 on Chartable in the UK. We thank you, American fans, for getting us in the top 250 on Chartable as well. You can reach us on Facebook, Perched on the Top Rope, Twitter, Perched Top Rope, Instagram, Perched Top Rope. You can also get a hold of us on TikTok, Perched on the Top Rope. Or you can find me on my personal social media, uh, Lee Walker. It's a photo of myself with Rob with Sonny Ono and Ultimo Dragon. Shoot me a DM and we'll make sure we get those photos out to you. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, our We almost did the backwards. We did the show backwards. Yeah, we did. It's okay, though. (laughs) It is. I'm fine with it. Fans, we also have November 13th and 14th. November 13th at the big event. Go to Eventbrite 
and type in the inspiration. You can order mail order tickets. You can order tickets for the show itself. We have the new tag team champions, the, the knockout champions uh, in Impact Wrestling, the inspiration, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay, formerly known as the Iconics. That will be November 13th at the big event in New York City. And then the next day, November 14th, we have the inspiration again with us for Showcase of Legends 6. Make sure you go to eventbrite.com, search the inspiration. You will find both links and both links also provide uh, the Malloway orders if you want to send us something or if you want to pay for a photo and can attend. Again, we do ship worldwide. The other good thing is for fans that didn't know, since the the inspiration did win the Impact Tag Team Championships over the weekend on October 23rd, the photo of them after the match in the back holding the belts, the only one that is in existence right now, will be in 8 by 10 form at the big event and Showcase of Legend 6 in Albany. We're going to have it before anybody else. It's actually here in the other room. It arrived today. So, yes, we will have the only 8x10 of the girls with the Impact World title. And by the way, in speaking with Cassie today, they're going to bring those same Impact titles to the big event in New York and to Showcase of Legends in Albany so that fans can take pictures with the champs. That's just awesome. And that is exclusively with Perched on the Top Rope, ladies and gentlemen. This Rob, we've had, we, we've had quite a, quite a day. Quite a, <laughs> quite a day in wrestling today, huh? I don't think I've, I've, I've had a day like this since WWE purchased WCW. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, poor Ring of Honor. Poor, poor Ring of Honor, poor that poor talent of Ring of Honor. Uh, I'm sure a lot of them will land on their feet um, because they, Ring of Honor had such a roster of, of talented guys and gals. Um, but, yeah, talk about uh, one of those Mike Tyson uppercuts that hits you out of nowhere. Yeah, Logan Paul's going to find that out in February. That was a joke. And if Tyson loses that fight, you know things are rigged. Don't ever come uh, to me and tell me wrestling is rigged. When I could tell you my father was a professional fighter and they tried to rig fights too. So trust me, everyone will learn in February about fake boxing. But that's a whole nother podcast. And that's a whole nother episode. Speaking of other episodes, go back and listen to episode 36 of the exclusive, extremely rare. He's only done one full interview and it's not with any dirt sheet. We have an exclusive interview with Ultimo Dragon and Sonny Ono, episode 36, Apple Podcasts, Perched on the Top Rope. Hey, and I know we're spoiler-free, but in that interview, I do believe he mentions where he, who he'd like to fight in a retirement match and where he'd like to do it. And we're not going to say that person's name. However, go listen to the episode and make sure you find out who it is because uh, fans... It'll shock you. It'll shock you. Anyway, going back to Ring of Honor, we found out yesterday Ring of Honor posted a uh, image all over their social media. And I'm going to read it out real quick for you, Rob. Uh, Throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. Now we find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and, and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will accumulate with a final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to re, Im, reimagine ROH. ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and their patience as we reconceptualize ROH, we anticipate returning to live events in April for the Super Card of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So, 
Rob, when I first initially read this yesterday, I didn't know what to think. I've never heard of a wrestling company, maybe besides CM, um, not CMLL, uh, MLW that goes by seasons and takes a, a, a season break type deal for a few months. This is something totally different. What does this tell you? This tells me that Ring of Honor, as we know it, is dead. Um, nobody needs to send out a press release to say, hey, we're going away. You've already been away. You haven't been doing anything. Nobody has to uh, write the things that were written in that press release um, for any reason other than to say goodbye. Um, you know, you're going to do a show. And what are you going to reconceptualize? What are you going to, to, to do? And uh, kudos to you. You kept everybody under contract during a pandemic. But I can name you AEW, WWE, MLW, uh, and any other uh, impact wrestling, for God's sake. Um, they did the same thing, Ring of Honor. So it's not, uh, you know, you didn't do anything that, that took the world by storm. Uh, this is a, this is a goodbye, sadly, because Ring of Honor, when you think about it, has been responsible for so many of the, the brand name talents that we've come to know and love, uh, in today's wrestling. Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, just to name a few. Um, and, and everything that they, that, that they're saying that they're going through, I don't know what you need to rebrand. I don't know what you need to do, uh, why you need to say it, rather. Um, and here's, a, here's another tidbit, too, as far as Ring of Honor is concerned. Sinclair, who is the owner of Ring of Honor, is, has a bankroll better than the great Tony Khan of AEW. And everybody makes a big deal about, well, Tony can do this and Tony can do that. And you're absolutely right. But Sinclair actually... A little bit different than Tony. He owns his own network. So where Tony is actually hoping that TBS and TNT will invest and purchase his product, Sinclair owns the network, a network. Okay. He's got more money than Tony Khan. And two years ago had the opportunity before AEW was even a pipe dream. He could have signed Cody Rhodes, the young bucks, Kenny Omega. He could have locked it all down and ring of honor could have been what AEW is today. But Sinclair just did not want to invest in that product. Uh, for what reason? I don't know. I think Sinclair just liked the, um, you know, the, the small bit of footage he was getting, uh, as well as uh, a lot of his networks used Ring of Honor's platform as an advertising thing um, because he made more money off of you know, like your as seen on TV type of commercials. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, that could be why he didn't invest in it. But man, had he just got behind that product. Now, let, let me ask you this. Now, um, we know that Ring of Honor actually played a big part in the all in event prior to AEW becoming a thing because Cody Rhodes was in Ring of Honor. The Young Bucks were in Ring of Honor. Kenny Omega was like making appearances. With Ring of Honor helping that, and then AEW just coming in and, and realistically, in my mind, gutted Ring of Honor of their talent. Do you think that played a part? Oh, absolutely. But don't think that the you're, you're naive if you don't think that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega had these discussions with Ring of Honor prior to searching out a Tony Khan. You only you only go Tony Khan is number two if these guys are already working with Ring of Honor. So I can pretty much guarantee you that these conversations already happened with Ring of Honor and Sinclair, but Sinclair didn't want to invest and didn't want to put the money behind it. And therefore, rightfully so, they found Tony Khan, who is who, who you know, had been a fan for so long um, and certainly has the money to, to put behind it. Um, you know, so they 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 went with Tony Khan. You know, like I said, you're naive to think that that they didn't have these conversations with the Ring of Honor brass. 
Yeah, you know, um, they 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 had to have to be able to put the event together as Ring of Honor was actually a, a pretty big part of it. Now, uh, we read that statement, and on that same day, Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, tweets out, ROH has released all of their wrestlers from contracts. That day, PWIs did an interview with Ring of Honor's COO, Joe Coff, uh, into what led to this announcement and to what led to what Mike Johnson put in the title, the death of Ring of Honor. So Uncle Dave tweets out that all the wrestlers have have been released. And and in this interview, Joe Coff essentially says that that's not the case, that some of the talents, and and at this point doesn't say any names or anything, I would assume that it's it's more of those bigger names that are are in the company because those would be the ones you'd be afraid to lose. And I wouldn't want to lose names like John Gresham, Dalton Castle, things like that, you know, with the Briscoes, uh, Bandito, you know. So he says that uh, they are under, you know, there are names under contract and that they will be allowed to work elsewhere. Now, Rob, you actually brought up a good point uh, before we went on air. Uh, would you want to reiterate that that comment that you made? Which one was that? Because I'm I, I have brilliant comments all the time. This is true, but the comment on the Ring of Honor talents that are still oh, signed. Yeah, and 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 I and I'll make a second comment because as you were reading that, it it brought another thought to my mind. But here's the thing: what you were saying in that interview that he did with Mike Johnson was these guys are going to be able to go. Uh, pursue other avenues while ring of honor is reorganizing. Okay. Um, Point number one, reorganizing means layoffs means the business is going under. That's what we call it in the, in the real world. Reorganizing means we're laying everybody off everybody, not one, not two, everybody. Number two, if you're the Briscoes, let's just take them for example, And you can apply this to any Ring of Honor talent you want. But let's take the Briscoes. Right now, you know, guys, you're free to pursue whatever you like to do. And they go down to, I don't know, AEW. And they start to get a run in AEW. And they become the AEW Tag Team Champions. And then December or April rolls around when they want to, they've got their reorganization in, in, in check. And they call the Briscoes and say, hey, Briscoes, I know you're the tag team champs. I know you're getting paid three times what you were getting paid here at Ring of Honor. But hi, we're calling. We'd like you back. Now, unless they took way too many chair shots and are dumber than they look, they ain't going back. Neither is any other talent that is, is, is finding their bread buttered and buttered well elsewhere. Okay? Why would you go back for a scratch-off lottery ticket who already wants reorganized when you've got a company in AEW or WWE or Impact, who, as we discussed to start the show, kept all their talents under contract anyways. So why would you leave any of those companies? And and those are just three off the top of my head. You can name any company you want. You know, perched on the top rope could start their indie company tomorrow. And if I guarantee you that we're going to start paying these guys on a monthly basis, they're going to stick with me and they're not going to go back to where they don't know where their bread is buttered because we reorganized. Because when it does crash and burn again, they're going to come looking for those bridges that they burned and those bridges will have been burned and they won't be there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. They would be they would be silly not to. Silly to, 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 to pursue that. I'm going to read part of this interview. Uh, these are direct one other, quotes. One other thing I want to mention Go ahead. Um, with regard to Joe Coff doing that interview. And this is nothing against Mike Johnson. This is nothing against any of the dirt sheet writers. Okay. However, 
let's be honest. There is a radio station out there on Sirius XM called Fight Nation. And on there, there is a radio show called Busted Open Radio with my good friend Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray and Mark Henry and the recently brought back helicopter uh, promoter Tommy Dreamer. Joe Coff goes on there all the time when Joe Coff wanted to promote a Ring of Honor event. When Joe Coff wanted to tell the world how great Ring of Honor was, the first phone call he made was not Mike Johnson. It wasn't Dave Meltzer. It was Dave LaGreca and Busted Open Radio. If Joe Coff wanted to actually tell the world that Ring of Honor was staying in existence and Ring of Honor was not going out of business, he would have called Dave LaGreca, Mother Marissa, and Busted Open Radio yesterday or today. He'd be booked on a show either today or tomorrow. Guess what? He's not because he wouldn't want to face the actual questions from a Dave LaGreca or especially a Bully Ray who will call out his bullshit the same way I am right now. And, you know, having been a part of reorganizations before in the real world, uh, you know, for Joe to go out and, and call Mike Johnson uh, and, and do this interview is, is just lame and pathetic. He should have actually just owned up to the fact that the company is over. Yeah. Sorry, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, you are completely fine. So um, from what I understand in the interview, Mike reached out to Joe and Joe agreed to do it. And it literally happened minutes after Joe informed the talents and had the big meeting of what was happening. So uh, in the, in the interview, I'm just going to read a, a portion of this because then after Mike like gets into it, this is only part one, part two comes out tomorrow. Uh, Joe says after final bet after final battle, which is on December 11th, we are going to take the first quarter off and we are going to reimagine a new ring of honor product. So ring of honors, not going away. It's just going to have a different look. We are going to use that first quarter. We have amazing archival footage. Our programs will all be original. They'll all be new. We have a couple of surprises that we can talk about later on that I think the fans will really like, but the fans have to always, the fans have always been the most important part of the business. Mike, you know that, and we know we want to move to a much more fan engaged promotion. We value the fans. We are looking and we think it's important to all the fans to say, we need to have this guy. You know what? I'm going to listen because they're the fan. Look the book creatively with Hunter and our team. The best talent that makes sense for a storyline or an arc for a show like Supercard and just bring wrestling, just great wrestling to our fans. Well, throughout the, the, the first portion of this interview, Mike Johnson kind of picked up on something and said, you sound down th downthrodden. Uh, this is the only way I can describe it at the moment. Someone's going to hear the tone in your voice. And the fact that you're using the past tense and assume that this all means no matter what, what else is said here, Ring of Honor is dead and it's never coming back. So what can you say to elevate those fears to which Joe responds? Well, that's yes, that's unfair. Look, if you're hearing a down throat and voice, it's because I just had a meeting with the staff and had to relay some kind of information. It, it wasn't jumping for joy, but Ring of Honor has been down many, many times, even in the times I've been here and we're just at a place where we have to pivot again. I mean, it just, it, it does go on. It's not going to feel like AEW or WWE or maybe even Ring of Honor as you know it today, Mike. But our goal is to provide a unique and engaging experience to all wrestling fans. I'm not going to share a lot of detail that's coming. And I know it sounds like a hedge but people are going to believe what they want to believe. So, you know, the one thing I picked up on besides that interview was, yeah, he was talking in past tense about ring of honor, but when you see a lot of people that are part of ring of honor, like Dan Housen, 
thanking Ring of Honor for their time after the the original image that I first read that went on their social media. Uh, their ring announcer, uh, I, I don't remember her full name, but her last name's Quinn. Uh, she, she, had was, wrote, she was actually just at Albany this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And she had wrote something and she had said, uh, ask no podcast at this time. Understandable. Um, so if they did keep people under contract, they did let people go. They did release people from their contract who is still on contract. I do not know. And I don't think anyone knows besides ring of honor and those talents. Uh, and, and that is to say, if that we're being fully told the truth. Well, well here's the thing. <clears throat> if I was in their shoes, you keep what we call a nuclear bomb staff. And the nuclear bomb staff goes like this. In the event that we could pull the nose of the plane up, who would you start the company with? And, and you know, it's almost like the age-old question when you're talking sports. If you were going to start a football team, who would be your first pick of all time? And then who would be your second, third, fourth, and fifth? I guarantee you they... You know, they could pick up other things elsewhere, but you, you always, when you're doing a fantasy draft, if you will, you have your, your, your main five, maybe six guys. And yeah, maybe they pay them on salary for, for a little while until either A, we, we figured out the direction we're going to go and we can always go back and get undercard talent. Or B, guys, it's not working anymore. Now I got to cut you two. But, you know, if you're, if you're the 30 or 40 other talents other than the five that they kept, how the heck are you feeling? And what if you're the sixth guy that, that you would like, you were just on that, on that block and well, we can't use you, you know, and you named to start the show off, you named several guys more than, more than five. If I told you, to take only five and the Briscoes count as two. What are you going to do? And how would you like to be, you know, and, and, and I'm just using the Briscoes cause I like them a lot. What if, what if the Briscoes were six and seven or what if the Briscoes were five and six and we can't keep number six. So we got to let you both go. Yeah, and, and to me, like hearing all of this, oh, we're rebranding and this and that. That sounds if, like the NXT thing. Are you coming out with a rainbow colored thing or something? If it, honestly, if I was like prime example, like if they only kept five people under contract, you know, their main stars, I'd still, if still under contract, I'd still be scared because you don't know what's going to happen no matter what or how it's going to be. And we've already seen a decline with ring of honor, which is sad because ring of honor has been around for a very long time. They, they, I hate to say it, but some companies are a stepping stone. Yeah. A lot of guys, you know, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, the young bucks, Cody Rhodes, Tyler black, who we know as Seth Rollins, Kevin Steen, who is Kevin Owens. We all see. We all saw those guys come through this company. Brian Danielson, Kyle well, O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Cody Rhodes fell was, back into yeah, Ring he of was, Honor. Yeah, he was already established, but coming off of that crappy Stardust gimmick that he hated, and mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of people were fans of anyway. He got to rebrand himself while in Ring of Honor, which made him become, to me, a bigger star than what he was in WWE. But, um, you know, some of those names that I, I did mention are what, to me, what made Ring of Honor uh, kind of a stepping stone. And it's, it's sad to say it like that, but anyone who went through Ring of Honor ended up going on to do doing bigger and better things with their career. Yeah. You know, um, and, and then something else like really struck an interest with me that kind of said, Hey, Ring of Honor is uh, the Titanic right now, and it's it's going down. Uh, Sports Illustrated Justin Barrasso um, had found out that even though they're taking a hiatus after the final battle pay per view in December, Ring of Honor's library tape has been 
up for sale for a year now. A year. And how long have we been through COVID? 18 months. Okay. Two years almost. So about, yeah. Okay. So they kindly, they, they, they saw themselves hit the iceberg and went, oh shit. Let's see if we can, let's see if Vince will freaking bail us out on this one. Because realistically, Vince is going to be the only one that could bail them out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the dates for the, 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 that Sinclair owned date back to 2012 for ROH tapings. Um, this also includes the library to all in. Now, this was pre AEW. AEW owns the all in name, but Ring of Honor owns the footage. And that's why earlier I asked how you felt about uh, Ring of Honor with that, because after they, av- after all in, and AEW is going to be a thing, man, they, the AEW company as itself just ripped apart ring of honors roster, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's also my understanding that Sinclair is also, also asking a little bit too much for the library tape. Now, Rob, if you're, you know, and this is going to the highest bidder. Yeah. So, Rob, in your eyes, who's who's bidding on these tapes? What who do you think realistically is, is gunning for it? I mean, Vince McMahon would be the only one to benefit from it because obviously he has the network. Um Tony Khan could could use it if he could put together um, you know, m- maybe use it on if figure out a way to monetize his youtube channel um because that would help because he doesn't have a network and that's the only reason i was saying that other than that um you're not going to get a a high bid if you will from someone who could profit off of it sort of like a rob feinstein who who was our video who still is our video um who you know originally started ring of honor um and now has battleground wrestling he would he would monetize it in making a ton of DVDs, but it, in today's day and age, who watches DVDs anymore? So you would kind of need a network, and you know, you know, another another approach, and 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 you know, Joe Coff, if you're listening, maybe Fight TV would want to take a stab at it and create a channel for Ring of Honor and and put the library up there. That would be a way to drive Fight TV subscriptions um, because they air everything professional wrestling. Um, But realistically, unless unless you're Vince McMahon, who has a network, why would you why would you even take throw a dart at this? And here's the other thing, too. Why would Vince McMahon want it? Because half of the guys that are came through Ring of Honor, three quarters of them are now in AEW and he would only be promoting that. So. Why would you want to touch that? Yeah, and just a just a side note, I want to let fans know that um, even though these are our thoughts and opinions on Ring of Honor, uh, we actually had a working relationship with Ring of Honor. They had sent us quite a few interviews since we've been podcasting. They had sent us Shane Taylor twice. They sent us PCO, Flip Gordon. And they've sent us just recently, like a month ago, Rhett Titus, you know? So, you know, we had a great working relationship with Ring of Honor and I, I'm, I'm a fan of Ring of Honor. I, I'm sad that this is what they're going through. But as he said, as Joe Coff, the COO of Ring of Honor had said in the interview, this isn't the first time Ring of Honor's had issues. Um, you know, you had brought up Rob Feinstein. There, obvi- there was an issue there. Um, and then they had an issue uh, pre-pandemic where text messages from the higher-ups were leaked out, you know, where they had referred to uh, some talents as not being over or not enough to get the, the company over, or they didn't see the money value in that talent, even though they had them on contract. Um, if you remember 
they actually let go of their women's champion at the time at one point yep. based on her comments over the company. And I believe it was those text messages, uh, you know, just really sad stuff to see, but I, I, for one would like to hope and stay optimistic and hope for the best for ring of honor. Um, I guess we'll see as, as time goes on, what's fully going to happen. I never uh, want to see a company go under. I know how hard it is to run a, an independent company. Um, and granted, I did it under the premise of WWF, WWE. Um, but it still was very difficult. And, and you know, uh, when, when the gravy train runs out, um, it's, and, and similar to what's happening today with Ring of Honor, um, I was in the Joe Coff position once before. And it is, uh, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it rebranding. You can call it this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, I called it the end. And, uh, you know, I was, I was with a buddy of mine who, who um, you know, did the shows with me. Um, and I saw him recently. And we were hanging out in, in uh, uh, Florida, in Tampa. And he said, you know, Dennis Condry actually put it best when he said, you guys, everybody in the world was cheering for you. The problem was you guys were too quick, too fast. Um, we were too fast, too furious, if you will, to steal a line from the famous movie. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, while Ring of Honor wasn't like us, they, they spread it out. Um, you know, unless you've got that, that billion dollar train behind you. And even when you do, it burns out. It's, those are the hard decisions and the hard discussions you have to have. And I hope that, that that's not the case for ring of honor, but I also think that Joe has put his heart and soul into ring of honor. And I think he's just at the point where he's hoping beyond hope that this isn't the end, but I'm going to tell you, if I was going to, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would bet that this is the end of Ring of Honor. I have to agree, and uh, time will tell. Um, it's a sad situation, no matter what, because now you got people who lost their job. You know, backstage people, you know, uh, their staff, and all that, and that, that's that's sad. And you hope that Sinclair picks some of those people up for other stuff on their on their network or, you know, their television station and everything, but. Only time will tell, and uh, unfortunately, our news doesn't get any any better. Um, today, in, in the past couple days, uh, we had seen on Hack, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's uh, Twitter and his Facebook, his wife had posted a couple of photos of him in the hospital. He had to have surgery. And then today, on uh, video... He breaks some news, and I'm going to play the video for, for fans real quick. I just have to wait for the video to load up. Just give me a second here. It's it's you, you, you want to hear it, but again, fans, this is it's it's nothing, nothing good. Hi, folks. You know, uh, Deborah and I, we always share the good times with you, but today we got to share some bad times. Uh, I've been diagnosed with prostate cancer and I'm having my surgery tomorrow. Actually, it's been going on for a couple of months now and Deborah and I have been living with it and getting ready. But reality is here and I'm going down to Charleston tomorrow to have my cancer surgery. So folks, I know you've been thinking and praying for me about this last surgery. Please think of me this Friday uh, as I go with my cancer surgery down in Charleston. Deborah will keep everybody updated, but I'm going to take a break from social media. So uh, thanks for all the thoughts and prayers, and we'll see you down on the road with the grace of God and the skill of doctors. Love you. That's a little hard to hear, um, especially for me, if, if, if fans remember on WCW Nitro when he was part of the, the stable with the Canadians there uh he announced the first time he had cancer and i remember watching that and i was i was very happy that wcw gave him the opportunity to to go and and speak about what was going on especially 
at the time for what his storyline was in the company. Prostate cancer is not something easy or something to be taken lightly. The survival rate for prostate cancer is rather low. I lost my uncle to prostate cancer. Uh, He never even made it to his first chemo treatment. Uh, That's just how fast the cancer takes over. And I would personally like to say to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, his, his family, his friends, his wife, that we are sending our well wishes we are praying for you and we hope nothing but the best. And we hope that you kick cancer's ass for a second time hacksaw. And, uh, I, I know that you didn't do it in your video, but, uh, I got to give you one big old, ho! <laughs> if anybody can kick out of it, it's going to be hacksaw. So, uh, we'll definitely be thinking of them tomorrow. Yeah, we will be thinking of you. And again, we hope nothing but the best, um, I'd seen on social media, you know, the couple of days ago, his wife had posted about him in a hospital bed and then he had had surgery. And then this announcement today, um, sorry, fans, I'm quiet because it's a lot to process. Um, he actually, you know, right the day before he went into that hospital, um, it was so weird seeing that because he had actually just worked an autograph show the day before. Yeah. So, you know, anyone that's had the opportunity and the pleasure of meeting Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you know how personable he is, how loving and caring and interested he is when he does these appearances to know that he was going to go and do that and still had that personality that, that only Hacksaw can have, um, you know, speaks volumes really speaks volumes for him yeah and to be able to keep in that that state of mind amongst fans who are asking you about your career this and that you have that in the back of your head that that does speak volumes um i'd also like to give a shout out to brian clark who's adam bomb wrath brian clark of chronic uh his mother is having some health issues so uh, we're praying for you, and we're also praying for Brian Nobbs, who's who's been in the hospital for a little while. We posted on our social media recently that uh, Ric Flair, before the Albany show that we were at, Ric Flair actually went and visited Brian Adam or Brian Nobbs, one half of the Nasty Boys, in the hospital. Um, B- Brian Nobbs has been having some health issues again. He's in the hospital, so. When it comes to the legends of the ring, keep those legends in your thoughts and your prayers and, and your well wishes. So fans will, you know, keep those legends in your thoughts and your mind today, tomorrow. Everyone has issues that, that, every, that, that they're going through. Um, it's always hard to, to hear a legend announce that they have cancer or um, having a loved one with health issues. Uh, also, you know, recently, a few months ago, Scotty Riggs had, had posted about his mother passing away. So, guys, do, do yourselves and, and, and them a favor. Keep, keep all those legends in your thoughts and, and in your prayers. I don't, whatever God you pray to, if you don't pray, wish your well wishes. Uh, anything to, to give them good vibes, good thoughts, and also just know we're all here at perched on the top rope. We're all thinking about you. I spoke to Brian Clark at the, the showcase of legend show. And that's, that's how I knew about his mom and everything like that. And uh, Scotty Riggs had posted on social media. Brian Nobbs had been posting on social media and now Jim Duggan posting on social media. So guys, you're all in our thoughts. You're in our prayers. Uh, we hope nothing but the best for you. Rob, would you like to say anything? Well, man, let's 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 uh, turn the frowns upside down. We had we had a great time in Albany, and one of the people we had a great time with was the amazing, the the my good friend, big sexy Kevin Nash, and yes. it is I, I I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna break it for the fans. 
It may be a late night when we do this. <laughs> As Kevin said, he wants it at one in the morning. But I'll have I'll have my poison. He'll have his camus. Um, and we will we will uh, have us one hell of a podcast. Um, and I know you were standing right next to me, um, Lee. But but Kevin, when we go, we don't even have to do wrestling. When when I talk to Kevin, he just we just go off the rails together, from movies to uh, to wine to jokes that don't land properly, to uh, to the stock market, to dividends. I mean, we were all over the place. Um, oh, yeah. And and you must have had 12 or 13 Hasbro figures, and he just kept signing Big Sexy Kevin Nash or Big Daddy Cool Diesel and putting his Hall of Fame on there and everything. So we were having us a great time. We, we sat with Jeff Jarrett, who um, is another a uh, great guest that's going to be coming up shortly. So it was it was awesome. The only person I didn't get to talk to was was Sonny. Not my Sonny. Not not Sonny with an O, but Sonny with a U. But maybe maybe down the road we'll we'll figure we'll figure that out. Once she realizes what chartable is, she'll be she'll be calling. Ladies and gentlemen, as Rob just broke the news, we have some guests coming up on Perched on the Top Rope for interviews. WWE Hall of Famer, Big Sexy Kevin Nash, WWE Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett. While at the event, I also landed us interviews that should be coming about shortly with former WWF Man Mountain Rock. Also coming up, former WWF wrestler from the Rougeau brothers, Jacques Rougeau. If you don't know him as the fabulous Rougeau brothers, you might remember him the Mountie. There you go. The Mountie, ladies and gentlemen. So we have a lot of exclusive interviews coming up here on Perched on the Top Rope. And it's those interviews that help us get on and stay on the Chartable Top 250 Wrestling Podcasts. So make sure you tune in. And I will announce right now, this Saturday at noon because we all know you're going to be dressing up as pro wrestlers for Halloween parties and this and that former WCW producer. And I'm going to play this clip right now because you're, once I play it, you're going to know the voice. Oh baby. I know where this is going. This interview is dropping Saturday at noon. Apple podcast perch on the top rope. This was huge. This is huge. announcement has been made for That can't be the NWO voice. Rob, that is indeed the voice of the NWO and former WCW producer, Neil Perrett. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, this this past weekend with all of my travels, as you know, I, I live down here in Florida. So I've got long travels from planes to delays to all this fun stuff. Um, I actually uh, re uh, listened to because it's now on Audible, so I can actually just download it and throw it in my ears, just like our podcast. Um, the Nitro book uh, by Guy Evans, and there's like five chapters right in the middle where I'm listening to this book and I'm just busting out laughing um, and popping hard in my airline seat. The people in front of me and behind me thought I was going nuts, my wife thought I was crazy, um, but. Everything we talk about with Neil, a lot of the, the stories, and Neil actually goes into greater depth because this guy's just telling a couple paragraphs here and there. But everything that, if you've ever read the Guy Evans book, Neil actually goes into just ridiculously more detail. And it's a lot more fun listening to our interview um, than the English guy who reads the Audible book. Don't know what that's about. Um, but uh, I, I just thought it was great because I was thinking back to when we did this interview with Neil. And everything they started talking about from how he got the, the job as the voice. Um, they have like two sentences in the, in the Guy Evans book. Neil goes on for about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, yeah. So if, if you haven't, if, if you've read the Guy Evans book and you want more info, tune in and download. And if you haven't read the Nitro book and you want a better Cliff Notes version of the Nitro book, 
download the 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 podcast and tune in. And that episode with Neil Purrett will be dropping this Saturday at noon, episode thirty-eight. So fans, make sure you tune in to Perched on the Top Rope. As we stated in the beginning of the episode, you can find us on Facebook, Perched on the Top Rope, Twitter, at Perched Top Rope, Instagram, at Perched Top Rope. We are on TikTok, Perched on the Top Rope. There is a hilarious video actually on our TikTok right now of Kevin Sullivan, that's right, the Taskmaster, getting humped by a dog. Go (laughs) tune in on TikTok to see that. Uh, he, loves, he, he loves his dogs and make sure oh yes he does and hey we all don't don't we all and, and and make sure you go and you download this episode and go listen to all the other episodes including that ever so popular episode 36 the exclusive rare interview with ultimo dragon and sunny ono anywhere podcasts are found apple stitcher google amazon red circle podbean Pod Bay, Spotify. We are everywhere. Perched on the top rope. Rob, I think you know what to do. Spoiler free is the way to be. We're out. We're out. <laughs>